Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart feels the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Proverbs chapter 4, starting with verse 5, says, Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. Thine head and ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Instruction regarding wisdom, understanding, knowledge, instruction, get it, don't, uh, for, don't forsake wisdom, get wisdom, keep it, hold on to it, uh, love knowledge, we are instructed in these things. Uh, the title of this episode is The Satan and Eve story. One may be used to saying Eve and and uh, Adam, but in this case, it's the Satan and Eve. The Satan and Eve story. Of only what about seven verses? This is a story in itself. The first seven verses of Genesis chapter 3. Now don't forget what Proverbs says about wisdom. Getting it, keeping it, loving it. Don't forget that. That's very important. As you know, this is about Satan and Eve. Okay, what about Satan in this story? We must realize and understand that in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, we read these words. That old serpent called the devil. So when in this short seven-verse story, which is talking about Satan, okay? And it's talking, obviously, about Eve, okay? Satan and Eve story. Continue on. In the story, the Satan, Satan and Eve story, Eve and Satan are having a conversation about a certain tree she says is in the midst of the garden. 
Now, remember the things that I pointed out in the preceding episode. Remember those things. We talked about the tree. Okay? Just, just remember those things. Now, Satan and Eve in chapter 3 uh, would not be having this conversation on the tree if Eve had no desire to eat of it. What is revealed in the story here? Uh, Eve, this is revealed. Eve has an inner conflict. She desires to eat of the tree that's in the middle of the garden, that she says to be in the middle of the garden. Uh, But in her mind, God has said not to eat of it. The tree, this particular tree, to her, is a problem. Or we could say was a problem. She wanted intensely to eat of it, but she feared to do so for the foresaid reason. One can say Eve lusted after the fruit of the tree she thought to be forbidden. She struggled within herself because of a misconception brought on by a faulty understanding of God's because of a misconception brought on by by a faulty understanding of God's word. She lusted after the fruit of that tree, but fear held her back. She craved, we can say, the fruit of that tree. She and Satan are having this kind of desire. Eve's desire. Or craving. The conversation takes place at the tree. You know, the tree Eve says to be in the midst of the garden. They are there at the tree. But let us leave the tree for a moment and go to James chapter 1, verse 14 through 16. It says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. I'm trying to uh, say my words carefully so the microphone will pick up all my words because when I go back and listen to my episodes, I notice some of the words are not caught by the mic. So uh, be mindful of that, you know, if you encounter that as you go back and listen to the episodes. Okay. At times, words are not picked up. So it may sound like I made a mistake, but actually the mic did not pick up all the words. I know what the church teaches, okay? But the question here is, I've already said, Eve 
So the tree on the left, there's a garden. Then here next to it, moving to the right, you have the tree of life, tree of life. The garden is to the left of the tree of life. Two plots so far. The plot having the trees whereof they may freely eat. Then the plot having the tree of life. Then to the right of that plot having the tree of life, there you have another plot, separate and distinct plot, the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree talked about in in the first seven verses of Genesis chapter 3 is in the garden. Eve admits that. They are in the garden around this particular tree that Eve says is in the midst of the garden. Okay. In the middle of the garden. Okay. Now, so keep on. Let, let me start back. These are the things that have been determined. The tree in the midst of the garden is not off limits to Eve and Adam. They ate of the tree, Eve says, is in the midst of the garden. That's clear. They were permitted to eat of the tree she places in the midst of the garden. Two, Eve and Adam in the first three in the first seven verses of Genesis chapter 3, did not eat off the forbidden tree. Remember the three plots, the three, actually you could say three gardens, okay? Separate and distinct. Number three, even Adam, therefore, in the midst of the garden, did not Disobey God's word or commandment. So, in eating of that tree that's in the midst of the garden, did Adam and Eve sin? The answer is a clear, emphatic no. They did not sin because they did not at that time eat of the forbidden tree. They did not sin. They did not transgress God's word. Now, and I brought this up the last time also. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 says, Sin is not imputed when there is no law. God made it clear that they could eat freely of every tree in the garden without exception. It's clear where there is no law. There was no law against Adam and Eve eating any tree that is in the garden. There was no law. Matter of fact, there was permission. They were told, Adam was told they could freely eat of the, any tree, every tree that is in the garden. Okay, that's clear, so don't let me stay there. And then there's this statement, Romans chapter 4, verse 15, which says, where no law is, there is no transgression. These are very important statements that show, and this is what I'm talking about, uh, the first seven verses in Genesis chapter 3, 
do not show Adam and Eve sinning, whereas the church teaches that it shows them sinning. This is very important. I have told you the church teaches lies. The Christian church teaches lies. Okay? Important verses. Romans chapter 5, verse 13. Uh, Sin is not imputed when there is no law. And Romans 4, verse 15. Where no law is, there is no transgression. There is no law against Adam and Eve eating of any tree that is in the garden. That is clear. They did not sin when they ate of the tree Eve places in the middle of the garden. So that's clear. Okay, let's move on. And let's get back to the tree where Eve and Satan are having this tree talk. And I want to fo- I want to focus on the things Satan has said to Eve. Okay? And I'll point this out. Let me read this what I have written. In Genesis 3 verse 1, Satan says to Eve, "Yea, or yea, has God said Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He asked a question. Remember, Eve has a problem. She wants to eat of this particular tree, but she fears to eat of it because her understanding of that tree is faulty. She has a faulty understanding of the tree. Where's her wisdom? Where's her knowledge? Did she forget something? Because God gave Adam explicit instructions concerning the trees in the garden and concerning the uh, tree that is is the the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil, specific instructions. And we have determined, according to the statement in Genesis chapter 3, that there are three verses, I mean three gardens, or three plots, three plots of land, if you will separate and distinct from from each other. Uh, Imagine that question which Satan, and we know who Satan, okay, the serpent, you may say serpent. Uh, It's Satan who is talking to the woman. That, That old serpent called Satan. Satan is an individual. Remember that. Satan in the Bible is an individual. He's not a snake. You may have been told he he he, he appeared to uh, Eve as a snake. In the Bible, Sir, uh, Satan is an individual. Eve is talking to a person, and notice she is not afraid of Satan. There, she's not afraid of him. They are having an intelligent conversation. Understand that Eve is a person. The serpent, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Satan is a person. And what the one is not afraid of the other. Let's move on. Uh, so Satan says to Eve, Yea, has God said of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat? He asks the question, just simply ask the question. Remember, Eve has this problem about this tree. That's what they're talking about. Uh, 
So Eve speaks. Okay, did God say of the tree? tree Eve? Eve says to Satan, we may eat of the fruit of the garden. Get that? Now that part is good. But then she goes on. What is the take from the tree talk thus far? It is this. Eve has a problem with a tree that is in the garden. Satan asks her a question, and Eve responds. The first part of her answer, Genesis chapter 3, verse 2, is good. But the next part of her answer is bad. She says, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now that is bad on Eve's part. And she misquotes God. God said this, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Uh, page three of my Bible, Genesis chapter three, verse four through five, verses four through five, says, "Okay, let me just read what I have." In the next event, Satan says to the woman, "Ye shall not surely die." Verse five. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Satan does not speak anymore in the story. That's a story right there. Okay? That's a separate story from the rest of, of what's there. Separate story. Now, let's consider the things Satan has said to determine whether his words are good or evil, or whether they are false, or true. What did Satan do? Did he do evil, or did he do good? We shall see. Matter of fact, we, we, we have the answer to that, or part of the answer to that, in the very next statement. Uh, let me read from the Bible. Eve, okay, Satan says, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? The woman answers Satan and says to to him, now the Bible says ser, serpent, okay, but Revelation has already told us that old, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. So we know who we're talking about. We're talking about Satan. Okay? God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The woman said unto uh, the serpent, who is Satan, okay? Who is Satan? We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And I told you, she misspoke in her statement. She misquoted God. And the serpent, or Satan, Satan says to the woman, ye shall not surely die. His statement is correct, because after they ate, they did not die. That was not a lie. That was not a lie. Okay? For God, Satan goes on in verse 5 and says, For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Keep that in mind. Did he tell a lie? Let's read on then, and we'll see. Verse 6, And when the woman saw, she saw, she was not fooled or tricked, or anything, it says when the woman saw that the tree was good for food 
and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof. On her own will, by her own will, of her own desire, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. They ate from the tree that is in the garden. God has said, of every tree that is in the garden, you may freely eat. And that's what they did. They ate from the tree. They ate the fruit, if you will, of a tree that was in the in the garden. They did not sin. They did not disobey God's word. And they did not die in that day because they went ahead and had children and all. So it's clear they did not die in that day, as God has said, if they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they they did not eat of that tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not in the garden, as I have shown you. Okay? Because if they had eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and did not die, then that would make God a liar. Okay? Now, I am giving understanding on this uh, of this short story. I'm giving clear understanding. This is wisdom. Because you learn something. You learn something from this episode. This is knowledge of which the Bible has said, get. Because you have probably, many of you, those who go to church or, you know, listen to preachers or whatever, by whatever means, you know, your understanding is just like Eve, wrong. Because the church teaches Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the forbidden tree. Okay? That's what they teach. And Adam and Eve did not eat of the tree. That was forbidden for them to partake of or or eat of. Now, the next verse. In this next verse, it uh, it confirms what Satan told Eve. It says, and the eyes of them both were open. What did Satan tell uh, Eve? He told her, for God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. Verse 7 verifies what what Satan, Eve, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made aprons for themselves. That's the end of that story, okay? Because the question here is, or or, the questions are, did Adam and Eve sin? Did they eat of the, uh, uh, the fruit of the forbidden tree? Those are the, the important questions here, and I have answered those questions. And so you see in verse 7, Satan's words are verified, but that's not all. God himself corroborates Satan, said to Eve, in verse 22 of the same chapter. Let me read it. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good 
and evil. What did Satan say to Eve? He said these words, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And that's uh, that what he said is verified by the Lord God according to the Bible, the King James Bible, in Genesis chapter 3. So Satan's words are corroborated in two places. They are corroborated in Genesis chapter 3, verse, let me make sure, verse 7, and they are corroborated by God himself in Genesis chapter 3, verse 22. Let's wrap this up. Don't wander off and think about anything that is in the rest of that chapter because it we we're dealing with uh, verses 1 through 7, I believe, of Genesis chapter 3. Okay, now, what do we have here? Here is what we get. I've already said Eve has a problem in the beginning. At the beginning, Eve has a problem. Satan comes to her aid. Listen to me carefully so you will not misquote me. Eve misquoted the Lord God. It's clear Eve had a problem. It's clear Satan comes to her aid. He, Satan, listens. Isn't that something? Satan listens as Eve articulates her problem. That's really something, isn't it? He listens. Then he gives clarity to what God has said to Adam, and he speaks on the behalf of God. Remember when he said, for God does know on and on? He spoke in behalf of God, and remember, God comes back and corroborates the word that Satan, that God knows. God corroborated. Okay, so Eve has a problem. Satan comes to her aid. He listens as Eve articulates her problem. Uh, the problem has to do with the tree and the fruit thereof. Satan gives counsel in Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 through 5. He counsels Eve with regard to her problem that she has articulated to him, which he has listened carefully to. Comes through a, he listens carefully to a problem. He gives her clarity and understanding. He counsels her. He relieves her of fear, and he delivers Eve from that which she feared, end of conflict. I said at the beginning, Eve has an inner conflict that has to do with the tree and the fruit thereof that she places in the middle, middle of the garden. Let me read that again what Satan has done, what Satan does in 
the first, uh, you know, in chapter 3 of Genesis. Eve has a problem, which he articulates to Satan. Uh, Eve has a problem. Satan comes to her aid. Uh, he listens to her as she articulates her problem. He counsels her. He gives clarity and understanding to her. He relieves her of her fear. He delivers Eve from that which she feared. That her conflict is over. Her inner conflict is resolved. In those things, listen to me carefully, Satan became Eve's savior. He saved her from her problem, from that which was distressing her, uh, that inner conflict. He delivered her. He saved her from that. Satan became Eve's savior. So Satan delivered Eve from that which she feared. In those things, Satan did right by Eve, did not deceive Eve. He did right by Eve. Satan did good by Eve. Uh, Satan in that story, it's just two of them, Satan and Eve. Satan is the principal male character in that story. Of course, one could say Eve is the principal female character in the story. Who the hero of the uh, story? Satan speaks twice in the story. Satan does the work of a hero. Remember, Eve has a problem. Satan comes to your aid. He listens. He gives clarity. He resolves her problem. And she eats of the tree. She believed Satan's words. And she ate of the tree and gave thereof also uh, to her to Adam. Her eating her eating of the tree shows that she believed Satan's words. She took Satan's counsel. She acted on the uh, advice that Satan gave her. This is great. Get wisdom. Get knowledge. Get understanding. Get knowledge and understanding of this story. Okay? Now, so Satan is the hero of the story. Satan is the protagonist in the story. This is good. Satan is backed by God's word. I showed it to you. He is backed by Genesis chapter uh, Genesis 3, verse 7, and he's backed by Genesis chapter 3, verse 22, which I showed you moments ago. This is great. Satan is the hero. He is the protagonist in that story of Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Now, let me read the, this right here quickly, and it will be over. This is just a recap, really. Okay, let me read. This, is an exam, this has been an examination of the word of Satan. Eve had a problem. Eve was in need of serious counseling. Uh, apparently, she called for Satan. Satan comes to her aid. Uh, Satan counsels Eve. Uh, Eve receives Satan's counsel. 
Satan delivered Eve of that which she feared. He exonerated her of her fear and apprehension. Satan became Eve's savior in that seven-verse story. You can always come back, come back and listen to the episode. Lawmaster Archives, you can always do that. So, that's it. I want you to know I, Tommy Hart, have six books on Amazon.com. Five, five of the six are e-books. Go to uh, Kindle e-books and order all five of my uh, e-books, which have to do, the title is The Prodigy, much, much, much evidence of the connection between Plato's dialogues and the content of the King James Bible. This is very important. Uh, I've made a very important discovery, and that discovery is uh, that I have discovered that Plato's dialogues are are connected to, they are related to the content of the King James Bible. And in those five e-books, you see the evidence of it. Much evidence, people, great evidence. And I have one uh, paperback on Amazon.com to uh, Kindle Books, Kindle Books to order the paperback. When you order the ebooks and the paperback, uh, what was I about to say? I lost my thought there. Okay, oh, the search word. Search word, Plato slash heart, or for the, uh, the uh, paperback, you can, you, you can still put in Plato slash heart, H-A-R-T, as well as for the, uh, the paperback. Or you could, for the paperback, you can put in Creto slash heart, but you're on uh, Kindle Books, okay, for the paperback, and Kindle eBooks for the five eBooks. So I have six books of evidence showing the connection between Plato's Dialogues and the content of the King James Bible. Please get them. Please get them. You'll be helping me, and you'll be helping yourself by getting the information, by getting the evidence of the connection between Plato's Dialogues and the content of the King James Bible. Do not forget to follow me on, and do make Law Master Archives your dwelling place. Until next time, thank you. Don't forget, remember wisdom, remember knowledge. The church does not teach wisdom and knowledge. The black church does not teach wisdom and knowledge. The black church teaches lies and foolishness. That's a proven thing, people. That is a proven thing. Join me next time.